Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at marines.com. Do you have any cheese at all? No. <laughs> A senseless waste of human life. Hello, cheeseheads, and welcome to another Cheeseman podcast. This is your host, Brendan, and joining me today to preview Sunday's clash with Leicester, we have all the way from Wisconsin, the Cheese Room's own man of the cloth, Father Nick Kirsten. Padre, it's been so long since we've had you on. Welcome back. How are things? It's good to be back. I am well. Everybody in my neck of the woods is healthy. Hope all y'all are the same. Glad to have football back. Something else to think about than just the the usual things. So glad to be back. Joining Padre and myself after a similarly long time away from the pod is Toronto Spurs legend Sean Williasy. Sean, welcome back. You doing well? All is well here in Toronto. It's uh, actually cooled off a little bit the last few days after Oh, God, it must have been two to three weeks of being in the low to mid-30s and humidity up into high 30s, low 40s. So actually nice to have a little, uh, turn the the AC off for a change rather than uh, watching all your money flow out the window. Top stuff. Uh, As we know, on Sunday we're facing Leicester, who bloody won today. So that means we can't mathematically reach them, uh, which completely changed the the direction this pod was going to go in. It was supposed to be a Brendan's a fraud, but clearly he's not. So... Padre, I mean, they've, they've all but secured top five finish now. Uh, they can still get top four uh, or even higher. Uh, we do joke about Brendan Rodgers, but you can't argue what a good season they've had. You can't ignore what a good season they've had. They've been good, you know, and I good enough. What I would say about this is that I think this is another one of those cases where the distance at the top between the top, say, eight clubs, there are fine, fine margins in that space. And early on, they had a run of great results, including one against us that was a joke. There was a VAR decision, right? I don't believe that they're as good as their league position. But with all those fine margins, sometimes all you need is a couple of bounces of the ball and a couple of good decisions, and it changes everything. And I think that's where Leicester's been at this point. Mm. Yeah, Sean, I mean, their their form post-lockdown hasn't been great, but it looks like the rot started a little sooner. I know you and Padre do your homework, so I don't have to, which is great. Um, so when did it start going downhill for Brendan and Co? Well, if you go back to first week of January, they were actually in second place and were ahead of City. 
they had lost uh, just a few days before that to uh, Liverpool and got got slapped around pretty good. I think it was 4-0. And if you start looking at that beginning of January on, uh, they had 45 points. Now they're at, you know, not including today's match, they were at 59. So 14 points in 14 matches, mm-hmm. not including, again, the win today. So it's 17 points now in 15. But uh, I think the if you remember back, because I remember HG was talking about it, the XG, they were, you know, they would somehow score two goals from an XG of one. And I think that finally caught up to them. The other thing has been injuries. Uh, Albrighton, Fuchs, Pereira's out for the season. I think Madden's only, or Madison's only played once or twice since the restart. Uh, Chilwell's been hurt. Uh, you you kind of look at the way they are right now. It kind of reminds us of us. If you go back a year, we were we weren't doing bad until January. Injuries started to pile up, losses started to pile up, and you know I think that's been the biggest thing is just injuries as much as anything else. And when you're now relying on those second team players, they're not as good as those first squad players, so they're not taking those shots and they're not making those making those shots go in like the first team players can. Mm. As Sean mentioned, Padre, we joke about Brendan Rodgers a lot on this pod. Well, I say we, it is mainly HG. Who, and whenever I hear Brendan's a fraud, I just think, oh shit, they're onto me. But it's <laughs> it's the other Brendan. Padre, what do you think of, of Brendan Rodgers, the manager? I think he's a fraud. The emperor has no clothes. <laughs> I, I, I don't. I don't think, I can't think of a time where he, over the long term, has ever coached up or improved his side. Uh, to me, he's a narcissistic, flat-track bully who has made a reputation off the hard work of other people and has been found out repeatedly in that. I mean, the guy is kind of a narcissist. I mean, the narcissist part is the part that drives me the most crazy personally, like, you know, the picture of himself on his own wall, that kind of nonsense mm-hmm. when he was up at Liverpool. To me, he has the perfect profile of a future Arsenal manager. <laughs> I, I just love to cheer against him. I want him to fail at everything he touches until he stops the, with, with the mirror routine. And again, I don't, I don't think you can find a player that he's coached long term who's a better player having had him. You know, it's, it strikes me that he, he seems to kind of come in at the end of a place where someone brings him on, and they're like, "Oh, we've brought on Brendan Rodgers, and now we're going to be good." And 18 months later, he's looking for a job. I think it was the Guardian that ran a feature of um, David Brent from The Office and Brendan Rodgers quotes and mixing them up, and you had to choose who said what quote. And because he, like you said, he's he does think a lot of himself, and, and he's um, similar to AVB. is He's a, a child of Mourinho. He's sort of learnt his ropes uh, in the backroom staff at Chelsea. Just running the rule over the opponent, and today's victory for both Leicester and United confirm that the highest we can now finish is sixth. I know there was a few uh, social media sort of plans where we, if, if certain games went our way, we could still finish third. Fred, it's not going to happen. Sixth is the best we can hope for. Uh, we lost 2-1 to them in September with that uh, VAR heartbreak from, I think it was uh, Aurier's goal, but it was Son was caught out by VAR. Was that right? Yeah, I think that's yeah, right. off by yep. the shoestring. Yeah, again, one of those crazy ones. It was the first one we were just like, oh, VAR. As uh, Sean pointed out, their form since the restart hasn't been great. They've won two drawn three and lost three, and that only that second victory was tonight. Um, ahead of the game, there's a few few players out. Uh, they've got Son Q is suspended. I hope I pronounced that correctly. Uh, after picking up a red in that 4-1 defeat at Bournemouth. Um, who else is injured, Padre? There's, there's got a, quite a few players out. So Roger said that uh, Pereira is out. 
Uh, Chowell and Madison are both out. Albrighton is doubtful for our game that he may come back and be available for selection for against the game they have after that at United. Um, but what that means is that they really don't have a lot back in defense at all. If I'm Harry Kane and, and Sonny, man, I am licking my chops at this. I think their starting center back pair, if they play both of them, is Johnny Evans and Wes Morgan. Those are the choices back there at this point that are healthy, unless they're going to pick somebody off of one of the, the youth, youth sides or something. Wow. Is Wes Morgan still there? He's still there. Yeah, he played today. Oh, he did play today. Okay, wow. He's okay. 30, yeah, 36 years old or something like that. Wow. Sean, and uh, how are you seeing them line up? I, I think uh, Rogers does, does like the 3-4-3, three, three, and he's stuck with that in the game today, even with the injuries that he has. How do you see them lining up uh, against us on Sunday? I think they'll be back to that same formation. And, you know, we got to look at uh, Perez, Barnes, and Tielemans. They're, they're, they are good players. And there was rumors going into today that uh, Madison and possibly Chilwell would be back. But uh, we'll have to see what goes up over the next couple of days. If they come back, that's obviously a bonus for them, but they're not going to be in playing shape. So you got to wonder what he's going to do with them. Will he, will he start them or will he keep them on the bench? Because I believe their last game is against United, and that's going to be huge either way. So I, th- I think they'll stick with what they've been doing. Mm. Like I said, their injuries are, are really, really mounting up. Yeah. Well, that front three, they, they normally go with uh, Perez and Vardy and either one of Barnes or Iheanacho. In terms of the danger, man, pa- danger men, Padre, who uh, who are you most afraid of? Vardy would be the obvious one. He's the, the league's top scorer. Is there anywhere, anyone else in there that can do damage uh, for Leicester? Demary Gray scored today off the bench for them. I mean, uh, Perez scored today. Vardy's the guy I'm worried about. You know, I think the other guys burn hot and cold. Um but, but Vardy's the guy who seems, especially against us, he likes to score. So it seems like that's the guy I'd be worried about. And they have all to play for at this point. I mean, they can still you know, secure a Champions League position even with the recent run of form. So there's reasons for them to really come into this. Well, moving on to us, uh, we spoke in the Newcastle review that, that it's, it's quite hard these days to find a man of the match. Uh, we, we're, we're getting results, but no one's really standing out. And I mean, in the Newcastle game, it was probably San, Son Maximin, Son Maximin. Uh, who who looked very lively? He was he was probably man of the match, and they lost three one. I mean, Padre, do you think it's a case of of team ethic that we're not seeing any outstanding performer, or we're just not playing to our potential? I think there's a couple of things playing there. I think we've played well in bursts, but we haven't dominated, and so you can give up space where like there's a clear man of the match kind of a candidate. Some of it's the tactics. I mean, obviously we've changed formations and stuff, but none of it has been you know scintillating attacking football. There haven't been tons of, I mean, even with everything, like the 21 shots from Newcastle. It wasn't like Hugo was worked particularly hard, so he's not an obvious choice. It seems like the tactics might be some of the, the good choices the last couple of games for us. Mm. It's ironic that when that happens, it seems like Mourinho gets hammered for not being creative when we don't change stuff. And then he does change stuff, and it seems to work. I hope he, I hope he continues to change it. But that's been the move this has been all along, right? The move to winning football mm. and tactical football over sort of a style that you keep playing even if it's not working. Yeah, and Sean, we spoke in the review pod as well about sort of which would you prefer? Do you prefer to see the sort of pressing, the high press, dominate possession football that, that at the end of the day didn't get us any trophies? Or are you okay with a more pragmatic, tactical approach, which may bring us some silverware? I mean, I, I guess they're not mutually exclusive, but, but what's your take on the on Mourinho ball? 
Well, in the end, the bottom line is you're, you're playing for championships, right? You're playing for trophies. You're playing for titles. I guess my question is, why can't we have both? Hmm. And I look back to Poch. The problem with Poch wasn't how we played. It was that there was never, there was never a plan B or a plan C. Hmm. When, the, when the first one went, went wrong, he just kept doing it and kept doing it and kept doing it and hoping it would work. And I really do wonder if why we can't still play that high press with the ability to kind of go, all right, guys, this isn't working. Let's switch up, especially when we've got these drink breaks after 20 minutes. If it's not working, you would think at that break, Mourinho would be able to get the guys around and go, all right, this isn't working. I want you to do this, you to do this, and you to do that. We talked about it. We practiced it. Now do it. Honorary mention for Harry Kane. He bagged his 200th and 201st goals against Newcastle. And Padre, we, we spoke about how his game's changed and adapted through the years. But one thing that hasn't really changed is his goals ratio. What do you think about Harry and, and how he's performing for us uh, recently? I think that we've been kind of dulled to the presence of Harry Kane as, as a fan of Tottenham for the last few years. He is a generational talent. If you're looking for somebody who's going to score goals for you, he's that. Even, you know, in cases where he's like, we was supposedly not playing very well, his goal ratio for his career is three quarters of a goal a game. If you play him in four games, he will score you three goals. He got to, to 200 club goals in 350 games. That's uh, 29 games better than Ronaldo. It's 40, 46 better than Aguero. It's 89 better than uh, Thierry Henry. It's almost 100 better, 99 better than, than Rooney. So, I mean, like you're talking about, those guys are elite goal scorers. Mm. He smoked them on the way to 200 goals. Uh, in terms of, like, Premier League, he scored 140 Premier League goals in 208 games. He's, he's on the list of, like, closing in on the top 10 scorers ever there. He's nine behind Les Ferdinand, who took 351 games to get to his total. He's obliterating absolutely everybody. Uh, his shooting numbers are consistently better than his attempts. I was on, uh, I was on Twitter the other night listening to Chris Miller, Wendy, and he went off on a, a long rant about how, how good he's, he's coming back into form and how good he's looked in the last couple of games. Mm. He is, I think, at this point still the best number. I mean, if you want a striker, right? You want number nine? He's your guy. Right? I mean, I, I, I don't know where you're going to find anybody better. Sean, how about you? What's your take on Harry, uh, both recently and overall? Well, overall, like, you know, he's just amazing. It doesn't seem to matter what what's going on he can score goals from in inside the inside the 18 yard box inside the six yards outside with his head with his left foot with his right foot you he can just do a little bit of absolutely everything and i think when you look at how far how many games he was out was it almost six months with the injury and with the lockout not the lockout sorry the lockdown it was going to take a few games now you're starting to see it and this is a really, really good time for him to round into form. Because, again, you're talking about us looking up stuff. If you go back in 2015, we played Leicester. We beat them 4-3. Kane got a hat trick. 2017, we beat him 6-1. Kane got four. Mm. If you remember that 5-4 barn burner back about two years mm -hmm. ago, Kane got two. So this is a team, he's rounding into form. And this is a team that he does like to put up some big numbers on. So... Hopefully, come Sunday, we'll all be nice and happy with a big win and maybe a nice Harry Kane hat trick.
<laughs> we'll get onto predictions in a little while. Um, but just looking at the game itself, how do you think it's going to pan out? Do you think that because we, we, we spoke already about Mourinho's uh, tactical switches, that it's not all sitting back and letting them come at you. He does press when he wants to. What approach do you think he'll take, Padre, against Leicester? Do you think he'll sit in, looking at the pace of Vardy and and the nous of Perez, or do you think he'll 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 press further up? How do you see the game panning out against Leicester? It seems to me that games are always won and lost in midfield, depending on what you do there. I would love, and I think that's this is what you're going to see. We're going to absorb a little bit, but you're going to see all of our attackers running at the that that defense mm. because that defense is basically held together with scotch tape and prayers at this point. <laughs> I, I, I don't know. I mean, the idea of Harry and Sonny and those, I mean, those guys, and any, play anybody, any of the attackers behind them. Play Lamella, play Bergwine, play, I mean, play anybody in that space. Play Lucas, play, they're going to have joy there, right? But you got to give a little bit of space to run and then really put those guys on skates. And I think that has the possibility for making this game, especially if we can be sturdy, really kind of one-sided in our favor if we get an early goal and get rolling on this lookout yeah yeah well, they've, they've they lost 4-1 to Bournemouth after we after our nil-nil board draw with them so um they are vulnerable uh Sean how about you do you think that um we're going to go all out attack do you think that we'll we'll play it Bournemouth because they've got something to play for they can they can still uh finish in the top four and get Champions League so they're going to be up for this game how do you think Mourinho is going to going to plan this one I think he's going to play the way he's been playing. I think he's going to be sit back a bit. Maybe not as much as we have been. Because as, as the Padre said, they're weak at the back and we've got to go after him. And I think the biggest thing we need to do is if we get that first goal, don't sit back too much. I think we need to go after them again and force them and get them down two goals. You get them down two goals. Because yes, they won today. But if like you know, like we've said, if you look back since the restart, they have not played well. And if we can get up on them one or two, you know, in the first half an hour, 35 minutes, they they may fold up like a cheap suit because, again, they are so thin at the back. And we need to take advantage of that. But we've also got to make sure, because of Jamie Vardy, that we don't get caught up. Because if we get caught up, it could very quickly be 2-0 the other way. Because he, you know, as you can see this year, was he at 20, 23 goals? The mm. uh, leader for the Golden Boot. Yeah. You don't want to be giving him too many chances because he'll bury him. As we saw today um, with the results going against us for uh, with both Leicester and United winning, top six is the best we can hope for and should get us uh, Europa League if we clinch top six. We've, we've been going back and forth as to whether it's a good or bad thing. Padre, do you want us in or out of the Europa League next season? I'm in. I mean, we have to, you have to be in competitions to win them. I think that we have a good enough squad to do that. Obviously, there's a money component in this. Um, people want to play in Europe, you know, players, if you're trying to sign players. Yeah, the Europa League's not the Champions League, that's all true. But, I mean, you get 30 to $40 million for qualifying for that. Mm-hmm. That's not nothing. And that's before you get into, like, the, the exposure and some of those other pieces. You know, even if it's just a way for us to get the young guys some tread under the tires in Europe, mm-hmm. I still think it's worth qualifying if, you, if, if there's any way possible to do it. Yeah, I think it was Seb that said in the last pod that uh, – from our previous Europa League campaigns, we brought through the likes of Harry Kane, Andros Townsend, uh, even the, the sort of fringe players. We, we managed to sell them on for for a decent yeah. price. So it's uh, it's it, Ryan it does Mason. work. Ryan Mason, exactly. Yeah, it's going to be something that um, 
that Daniel Levy is going to want to qualify for. I think Jose would take it seriously and would, we'd have a great chance of winning it. Sean, what, what's your take? Do you, are you a Europa League fan or do you think that we should skip Europe and go all guns blazing for the league next season? I think any competition is good. And Europa, while not being, obviously is not the Champions League, but we're going to go into Europa as a contender, as one of the, you know, you're going to look, there's going to be three, four, five teams right off the bat before the Champions League teams get knocked down. And we're going to be one of the favorites. And mm. Mourinho has won this, not, Mourinho has won this before. So he's, he'll take it seriously. Mm. And why not win it? Then it's the way back into the Champions League. Because if you look at the way Chelsea is already spending, mm. uh, United are going to spend. And you know, you're trying to catch up to Liverpool, City, United, Chelsea. They're all going to be spending big bucks. Top four is going to be a challenge. Doesn't mean we should shrink away from it, that we shouldn't try for it. But this is another way into that Champions League the year after if we can't get top four because it is going to be tough. And we know Levy is not going to be spending the kind of money that our that our rivals are. So why not? Why not use this as a backdoor like United did? Um, before we go on to predictions, I mean, Padre, where will you be watching the game from? What's the lockdown situation in Wisconsin? Are you able to go out or will you be watching it from home? For the moment, we're able to go out, um, but I'm still I'm still watching from home uh, for a whole variety of reasons. So um, I'm looking forward to trying to find a place in front of a screen somewhere and giving it a watch. Sean, how about you? Are Toronto Spurs doing any other meetups for the games yet uh, since since lockdown, or are you, are you all still in lockdown in, in Toronto there? We're, uh, things are opened up, but the pubs and that are only allowed to have people outside on patios. So there's no, there's no television hookup for it, so people are watching at home. Um, we've been trying to do some sort of Google meets, meetups, and so if you're watching the game, we can kind of watch it together and and chat. So, gentlemen, let's get your predictions then for the game on Sunday. Padre, let's start with you. What do you think the score will be against Leicester? I almost went for a nervy 1-1 draw, but I'm looking at the defenders available for Leicester, and I just there's just nothing there. I'm going to go ahead and go 2-1. 2-1. Who's getting the goals? Uh, Harry for one, and I'll take Sonny for the other. Yeah, I think Sonny's he's hit that streak as well, and Harry does love a goal against Leicester, as we've discussed. Sean, what about you? What's your predictions for the game? I'm going all out. I'm going 4-1. Kane Hattrick. And uh, the other one will be by Berkvine. Bergie, nice. Uh, yeah, well, um, I think I said 3-1 uh, in the uh, the last pod, so I'll stick with the, that. The high-scoring game? <laughs> <That's>, uh, <laughs> depending how you look at it, it could be a high-scoring game. It's better than 3-2, anyway. <laughs> um, Sean, thanks for joining me. Any shout-outs you want to give? I'd like to I'd like to give a shout-out to our, to our home pub, to the... Uh, to the Scotland Yard. I was down there uh, yesterday. Had lunch with the better half on their out on their uh, from from deck, and uh, it was just really nice to see Dan and his crew again. And uh, I wish them all the best, and that hopefully soon the government will have everything all unlocked, and we can, if things are safe, that we can all get back together again. Because uh, the, the Scotland Yard has been very good to us, and it would be nice to uh, be back there with them watching the matches. Padre, how about you? Any shout-outs, mate? Just to the rest of the podcast crew, I've been off the map for a while, so it's good to get back. And uh, for the folks who shouted that they wanted to see me come back, thanks for the shout. Uh, it's good to be back. Oh, Padre, it's been amazing having you back, as with you, Sean. I'm going to give one quick shout-out to Alex Wilson in Singapore. Uh, he's a friend of mine from high school who, who randomly um, got in touch and said he, he hears me on the pods, which for a guy I've not seen in 20 years, 
uh, was great to hear. I love stories like that. Uh, Cheeseheads, do listen out for the review pod from Franco and the rest of the European crew. That will be out Sunday evening, stroke Monday morning. Uh, do remember to like, subscribe, comment. And as ever, come on, you Spurs. Come on, you Spurs. Come on, you Spurs. Sports Social Podcast Network.